Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is Self-Discovery with Survivor Empower Life Coach Financial. I'm your Osalicia. I'm a certified life coach, an accountant. I'm certified in the state of Connecticut to assist individual in an active domestic violence and a sexual abuse situation. I'm also a survivor of DV myself. Self-Discovery is here to assist survivors in rediscovering themselves through my podcast with relevant topic where we discuss how, why, and solution. Ladies and gentlemen, this is part two from our interview with LK. He is a change man and he has some more nuggets to tell us. His story is gonna let us know that it's possible. We just need the opportunity and someone to believe in us. Not saying that if the situation is bad, stay, but about time we can hear the perspective from a man, from someone who was on the other side. We hear a lot of survivors speak, but we never hear their abusers speak. And it's important to hear what goes on in their head, in their mind, because there's different things you can get out of it. You can understand how to manipulate and you can see that they can change and what tools will help them change. LK, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Oh my goodness, we left off where you were telling, you know, just the different things you were doing and how you change and how the fact that you were telling your wife that you love her. And in the past, when you said it, it wasn't sincere. But then once that click in your head, you were sincere. If you can, you know, tell us more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I talked about the I love you um, in, in my calendar. Um, and, and just by reminding myself to do it once, I probably do it a hundred times a day now. Um, you know, just tr- figuring out what are ways, because for a long time, you, you know, if, if you're abusing your spouse, they probably don't feel the love. Um, so trying to figure out what can you do to tell them and to show them and have them feel that you love them again. So that, that was, that was one kind of thing. And it took time. I mean, the first month I, you know, I probably missed, uh, you know, half the days, you know, I chuckled at a, ha, ha you know, I, you know, the, but my, it's, I had that thing down packet that's seven 30 and I didn't call my wife or tell my wife or lovers. She's kind of like giving me the eye. Like she, she's expecting it now, but I, I love that. I do. <laughs> and that's nice though. That's nice that y'all can rekindle. And just out of curiosity, how long were y'all to really gather? Just give us a roundabout. When y'all met, what was it like when y'all first met each other? Um, when we first met each other, I, I, I was her savior. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, you know, she was coming out of a controlled family, mm-hmm. a controlling family. So she came to me and we went through what most people call the honeymoon period. Okay. Uh, you know, and that was probably six months of, we were head over heels. Uh, I mean, yeah. And then you just got, I just got comfortable. She, and did you love her then? Can you, can you look back when you first met her? What attracted you to her? Um, so we, we met when we were, um, we were young. We were probably in middle school. So uh, cute. When, yeah. When we first met. So, uh, you know what? Um, and, and honestly, we, we, we talked online for years before we met in person. Oh, so 
it, you know, I got to really know her versus mm -hmm. the physical her. I got to understand, um, you know, the trials she went through mm -hmm. um, and she got to understand the trials I went through. And it just felt like we understood each other. And as I think she looks really good and she constantly tell me I look really good. That was the last thing on her mind. We just, we literally, I mean, we were middle school and we, we were talking about marrying each other. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. So you kind of, so you got to knew her and you both felt comfortable with each other. So when you finally did meet in person, the foundation was already built. And because you weren't in the same, tell me if I'm wrong, because you weren't in the same house, any of these things that you brought with you wasn't there because she couldn't see it. So by the time she saw you in person and whatever behavior you might've brought that might've been negative, she, she looked past it because she was so comfortable with you because that relationship with her, that foundation was already built over the years of conversation, you said online. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of it too went back to, we didn't come into relationship with what we wanted. We both came into relationship with what we didn't want. Okay. I didn't, I, you know, growing up, I was physically abused. I didn't want that or to give that, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't have a clear, this is what you do or you should do. I just know this is not what's going to happen. But what that did was that left a gap for what could happen or, or did happen that probably was, could be as bad. Um, but in my eyes, I downplayed it because it wasn't to this extreme or it wasn't that. Um, and I feel like for her too, she, she grew up in a controlling um, environment. So when I gave her 50% uh, more than she had, she felt like she was good. She was in heaven. Like, this is great. This is no comparison to this. Everybody's comparing to where yeah. they came from. So for you, you, in your mind, if I'm not physical, because that's what most people, even myself, I associated abuse with physical. And so in my relationship, I didn't think I was in an abusive relationship for the longest time because it wasn't physical at first. It mm -hmm. took me a while to realize because back then for me, I'm much older than you. Back then, um, abuse was always associated with physical, not the mental, emotional, financial, all that kind of stuff. So in your mind, you're not doing that. And to this day, how do your parents play a role in your relationship now, now that you have learned that abuse is not only physical, it's other things as well. How did that play a role as far as your parents go and educating them or just anyway? You know, I, I, the last couple of years I've tried to do education, educating, and it just hasn't been a good conversation. So my relationship with my parents has, it, it's very little. Um, and it's, it's, it's because, um, and my, my wife is very, uh, you know, she noticed things. And a lot of the times I had conversations with my parents were times that I tend to get worse because, um, what, you know, what the conversations and I just hear my parents talk now and it's just a lot of negativity. Um, there's just a lot of mental, I mean, I'm talking, I'm on the phone for five minutes and I hear emotional abuse. I hear mental abuse. Um, and I brought those up and it's just not a good conversation. So I've really had to limit myself, uh, to, to surround myself with my family because, um, you know, 
it's just it's just not good 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 people to be around when I'm so focused on being the best. You have grown um, and they haven't grown. You have seen what needs to be a change and address. Now, the fact that you came from that environment, do you feel at times before you made that change, that transition, that knowing that, did you ever went back and discuss with your father or your mother when you were having an issue at home before you decided to change? And they gave you, I don't know if they, I don't want to say advice or input, but they respond, just validate what you were doing at that time. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, they, I, I didn't directly go to them, but they, like they would come visit me and some of the ways I talked to my wife and they, they wouldn't scold me. They would kind of continue and, and go with me, mm-hmm. um, and, and continue the conversation. Um, the, the biggest thing for me was, and I actually didn't figure this out until after, like I, I made my change Yes. and me and my wife really opened up and, and I mean, do you want to talk about, um, trusting a spouse. I mean, we laid everything. We learned so much about each of us when we, we said, Hey, I've been holding this from you. And these were big, big things that, that were held from each other. Um, and it may be against us, not against us, things that happened in our childhood that we were afraid to bring up before. Like, I mean, there is, I know nothing that about my wife that she's keeping from me and vice versa. Um, but I found out that that through this abuse, my wife did message my parents and, and out of fear and said, Hey, this is what's happening. And they just kind of laughed at it and downplayed it. Like it was normal. Because it was um, normal for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, to, I mean, that, I think that really aligns with that question. Um, they thought this was normal. This is the, how, you know, the, the, I really, I'm glad you brought my parents up because one of the biggest reasons I never changed mm-hmm. is because I used that as an excuse. This is how I grew up. Okay. This is how I'm supposed to act. This is normal. I can't change. I'm not going to change. Right. You're very resistant uh, because why should you share your father do it? It's normal. They survived. They're still together. I, I felt like I couldn't. I, I felt like this is what I was destined to be. This is normal. It, 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 it was so normal. I didn't even think about it. Just stuff spewed out of my mind, out of my head. I thought that now I know that's not true because I, I, I decide, you know, I can't decide the thoughts I get, mm-hmm. but I can decide how I react to them and how I respond to them. And once, once I really learned that, that was one piece on the abuser side is you decide what comes out of your mouth. It doesn't, your mouth does not open itself and it doesn't just start spewing it out unless you, unless your thought says, you know what, I am going to say this. It doesn't just come out. I, I, you, you're saying it, I've said it, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Unless there's some, some medical thing I've never heard of. It, it doesn't happen. <laughs> and accountability. So basically you're trying to say, if a person wants to change, they have to really Think about it, and it's a conscious, unconscious choice, both unconscious and conscious choice to make that change. And the change is it based on a part self-love and also loving your spouse, because you also have to love yourself to want to change and accountability. Accountability come into play. You have to first think you're doing something wrong or something is wrong where you need to make a change. If you feel everything is good, you're not going to. So accountability, there, there's so many venues. Accountability, when did that kick into gear for you to realize 
you know, okay, there's so many different moments. I, I'm listening to you that you had different peaks, different as you continue to level up at different stage, different things clicked until it finally made that big click. Yep. Yeah. So let's go to the big click. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the big click, like I told you, was my wife said, we need to separate for 30 days. Um, and, and she didn't say like, this is a divorce. She just said, you know, she needed time to just come down from everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that moment, I, I felt like I never felt before. I mean, I had pain in my body. You know, I, I'm a narcissist, right? Um, yeah. I'm not supposed to feel anything. But you uh, felt. I felt pain. I I felt real pain. I've never, you know, I've cried three times in my life before that day mm-hmm. uh, in his funerals. I, I just don't like funerals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my eyes started watering and, and I literally looked at my wife. I held her hand and I said, I am so sorry for everything I've ever done to you. And the first time in my life, have I ever told her, yes, I was abusive. So I've never said that. Before. So you I, admit it. The, the, yep. The, the day I did that, I felt, I literally dropped a hundred pounds of emotional stress. I dropped, I dropped everything. I said, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I abused you. And I even went back to some scenarios. I said, here's a couple scenarios in the past where I tried to say I didn't. I did. That was abuse. Um, and, and my, you know, I, I, you know, I, I went and bought her some flowers and just stuff I never did before. I told her I loved her a thousand times, but this time it wasn't just to win her back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, every time she was going to go, I would go buy her something. Right. I mean, I, you know, th- this time was different and she, she felt it. She saw it like, yeah. I mean, it, it, I can't even describe how almost euphoric it was. Mm-hmm. And the two of us, I mean, it just felt connected. so much lighter. It felt connected. It felt different. I mean, I looked her in the eyes. Like I, I didn't look her in the eyes before, you know, I looked through her. I looked over her around her or I'd be on my phone. Right. And I looked her, I held her hand and I said, I am so sorry for everything. I said, you know, you know, I, this was not you. None of this was you. Um, and I basically gave her the permission to leave for 30 days if that's what she wanted, mm-hmm. which before, I mean, I, you know, I probably would have stood in front of the door and not let her leave. I mean, I, I said I didn't get physical. I mean, we never yeah. got to that point. She just wouldn't leave, but that's pretty close. Um, and, and who knows if she tried to kick me out of the way or push me out of the way, I don't know what would have happened. I'm glad I didn't have to figure it out either. Thank God. So did she leave after that expression, after you bear your soul and pretty much drop your guard down? Did she leave for 30 days? She didn't. Um, and, and I, you know, I did say, I said, look, if you want to leave, I understand. I said, I will give you any amount of money you need. I will go to the bank. I'll split the money in half. I, I said, I will, I mean, here, take my car. My car's the nicer car. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, I would prefer you to give me one night. Um, I said, I want to show you that I'm, I, I'm changed. Um, and she took me up on that. And I, and I, and again, I don't know what would have happened if she would have left, 
um, because again, she, you know, she may, I could have told her I changed a thousand times over, mm-hmm. um, you know, while she was gone and it would have been just like other times. Um, but again, she, she just looked at me differently. I looked at her differently. And I think the biggest thing was that I took accountability. I took accountability for, I took accountability in the past, but again, I took it back. I gave it back and forth, mm-hmm. but I really took it. I felt it. I mean, I was bawling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you talk about narcissist bawling that that's, that's, that's not a thing. Um, so I feel like I finally earned my feelings back, mm-hmm. um, through, through all this. And, and now the hardest thing for me mm-hmm. is, um, you, you know, it's about forgiving myself. Right. Um, and, and that would have never happened before. I never thought of anybody before myself. And now I am. I mean, I have to make sure I'm doing things for myself now, Uh, you you know, because I I, once you get through this and this is when you feel on the tail end, you tend to put everybody before yourself because you were so wrong and you feel like your judgment was so wrong Mm -hmm. that that everyone else is better. So it's it's some stuff I'm working on. I'm getting I'm getting a lot better at it. Um, But but. I, I wish I could explain the feelings because it was the best feelings of my life. Uh, the feelings of releasing mm-hmm. and, and it all started with me saying, I am sorry. I abused you. And it was words she'd never thought she'd hear ever. And it's weird words. Even I downplayed in the past because it wasn't physical abuse. Mm-hmm. So you understand it, that connection, that energy between both of y'all. And you're right. It probably can't explain because for each person, that connection, you know, I guess you're both connected, your soul connected, because the question always people ask, when do you know enough is enough? And I guess that a that's a relationship by relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I guess for y'all, y'all knew this was it because in my situation, he have apologized. He said he would change and he didn't change. And I'm glad I left because my yeah. ex married somebody else and was abusive to that person. So he didn't learn anything, but I know other people who have changed and they've been married 30 something years. So it is possible, but that person have to be willing to take that journey. And even though you were taking the steps and you weren't sincere, do you think part of you was sincere, even though you said you went to different things than you were just, you know, being narcissist? Did you think part of you still was on board? You just couldn't, you just couldn't put the piece together because I'm telling you, you did a lot of things that people won't even do. You yeah. had, part of yeah. you had to be there, willing. It was, and that's what it was it, for the first five years. No, for the first six years, probably not. Mm-hmm. But the uh, that next year, I mean, it, it, yeah, at some point, I had to to really self-reflect and saying something's not right. (laughs) Something's not right. My wife should not be this sad at me. Um, You know, my biggest thing was if my wife had a hard time, I didn't want it to be because of me. I wanted to be the one that helped fix it. Right. You know, I, and when I started looking at that, one of the, I'll tell you one, we talk about these tidbits that really changed my perception. Um, uh, you know, my, my wife would do things, uh, little things and, and it would bother me. Um, but 
and I don't even know how this came, but I, I, I would like almost picture my wife getting in a car accident. Mm -hmm. And instead of me, like, are you okay? I just imagine me like screaming at her and telling her like, why'd you ruin the car? Mm -hmm. Uh, and those types of things. And I don't even know why it's just a thought that came to mind. Um, and when I realized that I said, again, that's, that's not unconditional love. That's not a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, you know, thinking like that, I was like, that is terrible. And then I'm like, wow, these are things I've said, or, or maybe not to that extreme, but you know, she's had a bad day and somebody else did something and I would just instantly blame her. Well, if you didn't say this or do that. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I, I took, I thought of the extreme to really look at how the, in the micro that I've done similar things. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I just, I love talking about it because I love helping people, but going back, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, I almost, I, I, I don't feel like that's me. Right. I mean, I'm I glad, I'm glad it's not you. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're able to express that. And one question I ask you, how do your wife feel about you talking about these things? Does, how does she feel today about you talking about it? Um. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, of course I talked to my wife before coming on here and, and personally she would love to be able to help people that were in similar scenarios. So yeah, yes. I mean, who wouldn't, right. So the, so she's like, she, she, she didn't even think she's like, I never thought that I could help by having you talk. Like that's really a thing. Like, Holy cow. Like no one talks about this. Um, she did a little, she did a lot of research online uh, back when I was doing all that and, and there was nothing on there about people changing. That wasn't a thing. Uh, mm -hmm. the only thing was on there is you either suck it up or you leave. No, there's options, uh, but nobody wants to talk about it. And I get the impression that the couples who survive and stay together, it's like they bury it and they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to share their story. And I can understand because not for nothing, you are a changed man, but you have to be worried because society can be cruel. Society doesn't forgive when your spouse forgive you. Society doesn't forgive you. And that's what it's always said. You got to be careful what you tell your family about your significant other, because when you tell them all the negative things they do, you might forgive them and ready to move on, but they seem to be stuck mm -hmm. on the last negative, negative things you said to them. And so therefore society not being open to forgive or accept a relationship for what it is. And so therefore people are not willing to share because they don't want to be crucified. And the, the thing I'll tell you, um, as an abuser, you're probably not that good at hiding it. You mm -hmm. probably think you are, but I guarantee people see it. Um, and people did see it, you know, and I, I those relationships I tried to end, mm -hmm. uh, you know, have my wife end that relationship and they knew why. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you're, 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 you're not as good at hiding it as you think you are. So good. So you isolate it. So that's one of the things that people need to realize when your spouse start finding fault with all your friends, mm -hmm. you know, and finding issues. So you to stop speaking to them. That's a sign. That's those are red flags. So give a little bit more red flags for things that people either have to make a decision where they, would you say confront 
there's significant other about it or should they pull back? What's your insight for you? Because I know what you're going to say can't apply for Harry and everybody, but in your situation, when you told her to cut so-and-so off, what, what's some of the things you told her to, to cut off her friends? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, you know, it would start really subtle just saying, Hey, you know, I, I don't like that person or, you know, I don't think that person's good with you. They're just not a good, good fit, you know, just mm-hmm. the stuff they're saying, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then of course, you know, if she cut good and if she didn't, I would just keep pushing. And, and basically, I mean, I, you want to talk about, um, feeding someone your opinion, I would say it 50 times over two days until it happened. And at that point, she would just say, you know what? Yeah, you're right. It's not worth it. Jesus, let me just let them go. It's not worth the headache when I come home. Yeah. So one, one thing to look at, and it's just not in this scenario, but if, if you're, if you want to know if someone's going to change, mm-hmm. um, do they allow you to have an opinion? Oh. Um, is it, is it their opinion? Are they, are they going to literally you know, abuse their opinion until you change, then you don't have an opinion. You're still at a child parent relationship because you're not allowed to make a choice. Okay. So that was one to change for you, allowing her to express herself and act on her own opinion and choices. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I like that. One thing for, you know, one thing our, our, our family does, mm-hmm. um, is, you know, with my wife, you know, and this is out of respect for me, she doesn't, she doesn't, you know, meet alone with a guy and, and I don't meet alone with a girl. So, uh, you know, I think it, that's a good thing, you know, common courtesy. I mean, it's that yeah. work is one thing, but you yeah, should yeah. go, you know, connecting with some, you yeah, know, yeah. It's, just, it's just one thing we do. So we, so that conversation could just be eliminated immediately. Mm-hmm. So the only other reason uh, we wouldn't want to meet with that other person is because uh, we just, we didn't like, for me, I didn't like that they were getting close to her. Mm-hmm. And when they got close to her, they would understand, uh, you know, me. Cause sometimes I call my wife screaming at her and she'd mm-hmm. be there eating and, and, you know, she'd be distraught on her face. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could sometimes even hear me through the phone. Okay. Uh, so yeah. They, and oh, the other thing too, I do want to add, mm-hmm. um, we, when we go to emotional, mental abuse, I usually wasn't a screamer. I was very methodical. I was very kind of, you know, it it was not screaming much. I mean, it happened, but, you know, it was the words. It wasn't the volume Uh and it was still abuse. You know, and that's where we start thinking about manipulation, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, manipulation, if you really think about a scenario, you can you can figure out later on if you were manipulated not always right away sometimes it takes time okay so i mean so right now that everything is good is this for you that behavior because more likely it's not the person's the behavior so as you change your behavior and as you continue to maintain do you think it's a it's a difficult process to maintain who you are today who you become today or do you feel if there's a relapse i mean or you're good to go or you just have to be mindful I, I feared a relapse uh, for for many months. <laughs> uh, I did. That was the scariest thought I ever thought of for many months. Um, but um, I can tell you, I don't think I'm going to relapse. I'm not going to relapse. Now, will I have, will I say things or do things that I regret? Absolutely. But I literally, I, I would say something dumb and I apologize instantly. 
Okay. Uh, I take responsibility instantly. I mean, you you don't have to aim for perfection. I mean, that that's just that's unrealistic. Yes, it is. Uh, there's no such thing as perfection. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah. So so my thing now is I'm gonna do the best I can, um, and then if I make a mistake, I'm going to apologize, um, and I'm gonna take responsibility. And the thing is, um, this has helped my relationship with my wife, um, and now. I am being, I'm able to, to move it, to have better relationship with my kids. Um, my, me and my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter, we, we never had a really bonding relationship. Um, it was just, again, parent child, which it should have been, but I'm talking strict. Right. Yeah. Um, and she was afraid to bring a lot of things to me. Now I'm like the parent, the cool parent that she brings all the things to. I mean, we never hugged. We never did any of that. I mean, she comes up to me every day, gives me a hug. She wants me to tuck her in bed. Um, and we're talking about an older child. We're not talking about just a young one. I mean, this is one that went through many, many years of, not to the extent my wife did, but, but, you know, I, I was abusive to her, you know, when you talk about some of the stuff that came out of my mouth towards her. So it, you know, you, this change is going to change so many things in your life you're probably going to remove some people out of your life too. And that, um, which again, it, at first that was hard for me. Um, you know, especially, like I said, I removed some family members. Um, but it's, it, my life has been so much better. I wake up so much happier. My wife, I, I, I look at her every morning and I mean, she just like, she just, she's glowing now. I mean, even like I look in the mirror, I can't get rid of a smile. Um, you, you looked at me before it was a frown. Like I had, you, you know, that like chronic angry face, like yes. that was me. <laughs> I mean, you've seen me in person. Yes. I mean, I can't wipe this huge smile off my face if I tried. Um, so again, yeah, that was, that was another thing for me where my wife is like, wow, you really changed. You just look different. Um, and I've really separated myself from the past where I know that was me. I know I did that, but this, you can look at it one of two ways for me. It's I'm a new, better improved, or you can go back and you can say, um, I am that same person, right? Maybe before all the stuff happened with family and stuff, I am that same person. I just removed all of that stuff that happened to me and processed it. And, and now I can go become and be a better person. Um, you're not going to go back to be who you were if you literally, if you apologize and if you, I mean, you don't do what you were doing before. Again, like I told you, you don't have to answer to all your thoughts. Your thoughts may say, this really irks me. I should respond in a negative way or I should, you know, oh my gosh, I, I should get physical here. I'm not saying I've never had thoughts to get physical. I have. Mm -hmm. So I knew I had self-control because I didn't act on those. That was my line. I created a line in the sand and all I did was I moved that line further back. Mm -hmm. So instead of now physical, I included mental and emotional, right? Oh, yes. That's all it is. If I had the ability to stop at physical, I knew I had the ability to stop there. Mm -hmm. That's good. And, you know, the self, as I listen to you, it just, you know, it makes me think that you, first of all, you really love your wife because it always go back to the fact that there are people who get in a relationship 
for what how it can benefit them. And even though y'all got together based on each other's scars and wound and how y'all can, you know, come together, but at the end of you really loved her. And I think that inspired the change. And one thing I want to ask you too, you said before um, that y'all didn't meet the opposite sex alone. Now, how did that work today when it comes to business? Is she able, is that an issue? Y'all interacting with the opposite sex because that sometimes can be a fine line and a trigger for either party. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing we have is trust now. I mean, uh, and that was the thing that I lost. The thing about trust is it takes a while to gain trust and it takes a second to lose it. Yes, it does. I mean, it takes a second. I mean, a millisecond to lose it. Um, the biggest thing through all this is I thought it was going to be harder to earn my wife's trust back. I really did. I didn't for a while. I didn't think I earned it back. I don't think I, I, I don't think I deserved it. Mm -hmm. um, but she literally, I mean, we're talking weeks, maybe a month. Mm -hmm. She literally, mm -hmm. she, she gave me the trust back. I just felt it. I mean, the conversations were different. Um, so, I mean, we're smart about it. You know, I mean, it's, we, I mean, the, in, in business, we're both in business. So we built both do have meetings with opposite sex, but we are very smart about how we do it. Um, mm -hmm. and it's, you know, it's, you know, we're meeting each other, you respect yeah, each other, got public places, you know, phone call, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, we trust each other, uh, so much that, that we know we're okay. I'm so happy now. Um, I'm going to have to do an interview with both you and your wife at some point in time in the future to exactly. have the conversation to get her insight on where all the good things you're telling. I'm, I'm loving it. And getting yeah. her perspective as she sees the change occurring, what was going through her mind mm -hmm. and stuff, because I think that's important. Like I said, you know, your relationship can't answer mm -hmm. for everyone, but at least it gives people an insight that change can happen and did happen and you know you can't people can't model but at least they can understand and listening to you when i think i realized just listening to your story you truly loved your wife because i think that is so important if you really love someone you can make the change now self-care and self-love how do you feel about yourself prior to you changing and now because I feel when you love yourself and you understand what that means, you conduct yourself differently. So self-care, um, you know, through all this, that was ignored for a long time, mm -hmm. um, for a long time. And I think once I was able to repair that relationship, then I was more able to start working on my own self. And it was because I was so selfish for a long time. I, I felt like, mm -hmm. um, you know, I just felt like at first I, I, I didn't deserve to give myself much more time than I already gave it or, mm -hmm. or, or, or more thought. So, I mean, I go to the gym now. I, I ran two miles uh, just, I think today, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, I, I, I would love to get more into journaling. I think journaling's a huge tool and, and I haven't really used it as much. Um, but I do meditate. I do a lot of meditation. Uh, you know, I, I'm working on sleep health, you know, just 
again, more of my focus has been repairing everything, uh, relationships, not, but again, I, when you're abusive, uh, it's not always just with your spouse, right? I mean, I had, I, you know, my work uh, relationships, again, a watered down, tamed down version of abuse, but there was definitely some stuff there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just rebuilding a lot of those relationships right now um, and have been, and and everybody I'm around, I mean, instantly within, within a month of change, Mm -hmm. everyone's like, you just seem different. Uh-huh. I mean, everybody's like, you look happier. You just seem different. Um, and, and it's, a, it's enlightening for me. Cause I, you know, I'm working, I worked so hard. I'm working so hard to make these changes. Mm-hmm. So to see people realizing it was just kind of, uh, gave me the confidence and excitement that I'm doing the right thing. Because when you do the abuse and people hear that you never hear you're doing the right thing. You hear, you hear yeah. the exact opposite. So, did any of your friends call you out when um, you being abusive? Hmm. I don't think so. Okay, so that's interesting. You think because it was a man code? Uh, huh. I th- I think we. I was really good at hiding it. Um. And and I mean, mo- like her 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 family would have kick my butt. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was good. I was manipulative. I, they loved me. Right. Um, so I think maybe she, you know, a lot of the relationships she built, I kind of built same relationships. So she was afraid that if that came out, uh, and, you know, it would be conflicting and they may take my side or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've had people that have maybe made some very light comments. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I mean, yeah, nothing stronger yeah. than that. Yeah. Oh my God, LK, I am so ecstatic about this interview. Um, it was very enlightening to hear your story, and it's nice. It's 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 nice to hear from the other side. There's so much to learn, and I'm glad you made the change. I'm glad you are self loving, loving on her, and I'm glad you have made the change where it have impacted your relationship with your children because children who are in that situation they end up in a similar situation when they get older. And I'm glad you made the changes for your daughter because she at some point is going to be dating somebody and you don't want her to gravitate to someone who's going to abuse her. And and that is so important. I'm so ecstatic. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Let your wife know. I definitely going to want to interview both of y'all in the future. And um, I might call you again on the show. I'm definitely looking forward. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. And I I have the pleasure. (laughs) Oh my God. And you have a blessed day. Thank you. So everyone, um, that was LK. Um, This is our part two. And once again, he had so much to share with us and there's so much takeaway and not everything is going to resonate with everyone but you will find something in there that resonates with you and share because you never know who's listening and let it be known. It's possible. Anything is possible in life. If you put the work, the inner work has to be done. Accountability, acknowledgement and work. You have to want to change. It just doesn't fall out the sky and it requires work, mental, emotional, unconscious, conscious work. So with that being said, um, remember self-love and self-care 
with positive affirmation is feeding one mind, body, and soul, and spirit. Remember, you are worthy of all good things that comes your way. And with that being said, um, just look for me on Facebook, um, self Surviving Empower Life Coach, Instagram, Instagram, Self-Transition Life Coach, and my website, Survivor Empower Life Coach Financial. And everyone, thank you and have a beautiful night. Good night.